0: Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. And I want you to grab your Bible. Let's get into it. We're talking about togetherness. God moved tremendously at the 830 service. Gifts of the Spirit just began to flow and... Um, We have been praying for every single one of you this week and we want you to know that we are so glad that you are here so the needs that were up there we've called out those names we've been calling out ricky ricky where's ricky at where's rick at rick here today elena rick praying for daddy man praying for daddy praying for everyone else's needs love to hear the victory reports Uh, but god is faithful god loves you and god is so faithful so if you will Grab your Bibles. Let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4. The book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. If you don't have it, you can look up here. I love you so much, Jesus. I love you, Lord. The book of Ecclesiastes is known to be written by King Solomon it's the book of the preacher it is literally a book of wisdom advice coming from solomon as he viewed life and saw all that it entailed and so he talks about one two and three individuals in here and a fourth and they all tie in together and it's this portion of scripture that really ministers to us and builds on one thought that that there are three that can become one in our life. So then the scripture says that, verse 7, reading out of the King James, Then I returned and saw vanity under the sun, and, and there was one alone, and there is not a second. And so he's by himself, and yes, he hath neither child nor brother, yet there is no end to all his labor, neither his eyes satisfied with riches, neither saith he, For whom do I labor? and bereave my soul for good. This is also vanity. Yes, it is grievous labor. Two are better than one because they have good reward for their labor. And if they fall, the one will lift him, his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falleth. For he hath not another to help him rise. Again, if two lie together, they have heat. But can one be warm alone? And if one prevaileth against him, this means if they're in battle now catch this now that if this happens and 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 someone comes up and prevails or comes against them two shall withstand him now catch this two shall withstand the one then it includes a third person in there out of nowhere and says a threefold cord is not easily broken The question I have to ask you is, who is that third person? When two come together, and this is referring to battle, there's a confrontation. Who is that? We're going to talk about that today, and we're going to talk about how three become one and how when we come together, God shows up and we can do more together than we can by ourselves. Just like in this service right now, when you felt worship and you felt the atmosphere shift, the the best thing you could do is get involved. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Don't freak out because someone's crying or someone's happy about it or someone's at the... You look, let me explain that to you. You just don't know like they know how good God's been to them. And, and they have to express themselves. and They have to they have to get that moment and give god praise and worship because he is real he is alive and he is powerful and he did, and he really needs all of our worship he is so worthy let's one more time pray this one prayer with me pray it with me lord jesus bless this service bless every person touch this message let it make sense keep it simple Not complicated, and let us go home with something good in Jesus' name. And somebody say, "Hey, Amen." Amen. Turn around to somebody and say, "Hey, we got to keep it together. We got to keep it together." And you can be seated after you do that. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping. It It is true. Two are better better than one. We all know that we can get more done when someone is helping us or we come together with a group of people. You take one person to try to lift 100 pounds, it's very hard, but you take two, it's divided by 50, that means each person has to carry 50. And you take that and add two more people and it's divided up to 20 pounds, 25 pounds, and so on and so forth. But what happens when two people come in and then God steps in? How much of the weight can he lift, and what can God do? Look at God's strength. Look at God's ability. Look at God's creative power. From the very beginning, we always look at the basis. I've got some reverb. We we always look at the basis of our dependency on God based on creation. At least I do. I always refer to creation. I always refer to the power of God in the very beginning when God said, Let there be, and there was looking at the creative power of god gives us a demonstration of what he is capable of doing because god still creates our worlds right yeah. god still creates our worlds god is still involved in what in what we are doing because he cares about us he loves us he knows more than us he sees more than us he perceives the uh, the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end he is alpha and omega beginning and the end right he is He is at all places at one time. He he is omnipotent, meaning he has all power. He is omniscient, which means he has all understanding. And there is no limit to God. There is no limit. Well, what's powerful about the concept of God's uh, deity is that that God is not just a God, he is your God. He, he sent his only begotten Son into the world, and whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That means that God places eternity and he places some value into your life that opposes everything that's mortal. mortal. Immortality faces mortality, eternity faces temporary. God, all power, Faces limitations. Greater is he, the scripture says it like this, is he that's in you than that or him or whatever that is in the world. So there's something to be said about how do we get, or something to be said about God's uh, uh, spirit and, and unity with him in our life. And there's strategy that God gives. And in this portion of scripture, When it talks about the two, it mentions that the two come together and then a third one shows up and it calls it a threefold cord. A threefold cord is not easily broken. Now, I try to make sense of this and try to figure out my entire life what that actually is referring to, but when you put it in proper context and you begin to study and you look at what theologians have to say about this and commentaries, Concerning this portion of scripture, you'll look at that reference to a cord is actually referencing what most writers believe to be this a bow. They are literally referring to this cord. So when opposition comes, A threefold cord is not easily broken. The last thing you want in warfare when you're in battle or coming against someone is to be out there back in those days. They didn't have machine guns. They didn't have the equipment that you and I have. Their warfare was by shield and and spear and sword and arrow. An arrow arrow was considered one of the most dynamic uh, weapons of warfare because it could reach your enemy by hundreds of yards before they got to you. And you could accomplish more by distance than you could by proximity. And so, but if you were in the battle, one of the things you had to realize is that most importantly, your bow probably wouldn't break, but your string and your cord would. And the last thing you need is to have a broken cord. The last thing any of us need is to have a breakdown or let our weaknesses take the best of us, grab, the, get the hold of us during a time of temptation, our struggle, our trial. So one of the first things the scripture refers to it says that, you know what, if, if you will find someone, if two walk together and agree, and when one falls, he can pick the other one up. Uh, Matthew 18 and 19 says it like this. It says... And again, I say to you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching one thing, anything, and they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father who is in heaven. That means when you find the right person who's in your life, who you're around, then you ask, and it shall be done. But heaven starts to engage heaven starts to visit you, too. And this is where things are changing. And where two or three are gathered together, together, everyone say together. Yes. Gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Hallelujah. Now, when it says together, you got to realize that it's not just physically being together. That, that's okay, but that doesn't do any good. It's spiritually, yes. mentally emotionally coming together in agreement for one purpose under the banner of one God who can fulfill and do anything that you can ask or think according to the power that rests inside of you. Now, when you look at it from that perspective, it's all a matter of who are you depending on. Where are you coming from? There have been men in the Bible who God blessed that could handle a thousand men. Not at one time, but one at a time. One at a time. Men that were men of valor who went into regions and fought people. The first point I want to talk to you about is this. How do you get from a thousand to ten thousand? Deuteronomy 32, 30, and 31, and I'll explain this through the scripture. God gave a principle in Deuteronomy, and He gave us insight to, to know what He can do versus what we can do alone, or do with someone else that's in agreement with us. And He says, "How can, how could one have chased a thousand, or two have put ten thousand to flight, unless their rock had sold them and the God had given them up? For their rock is in is, is not." Their, their rock is not as our rock, our enemy, our our enemies are by themselves, in other words, and is giving comparison there. So he asks the question: how can one put a thousand to flight into ten thousand? Number one, we know that it's going to be by God. For their rock is not like our rock, our God, our, our enemies are, 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 are by themselves. That means that they don't, God is not on their side. We're not fighting against someone who has the same uh, potential that we have because God is on our side. In our lives, we have to remember that when when, when you're standing with God and opposition, hell comes against you, not people, because people aren't our enemies. We know that, right? I hope you know that. I hope you know that that maybe somebody doesn't like you or maybe someone gives you a tough time or maybe someone is... Maybe there's a group of people that, that talk about you, coming against you, or whatever that may be, the drama, whatever we face in our life. Most of the time, behind all of that motive, there's a spirit behind it trying to discourage you. So we don't look at people and think there are enemies. When God said, "Hey, pray for your enemies," because they're not your the real problem. The problem is behind that. So, so hell, the devil is your enemy. And when it comes against you, guess what? When you're standing with God, it's not fighting against you, it's fighting against God. And it won't win. It can't win. And you're capable of handling a certain amount in your life. But God gave a principle. You've heard the scripture before, right? If one can put 1,000 to flight, two can put what? 10,000 to flight. What is that referring to? The same portion of scripture that says that when they come together, here's how it was in battle. When they come together, there's more than they can accomplish. I love coming to church because when I come to church, I am surrounded by believers and people who hold and share the same values. Church is the best place you can come to if you want to have a successful life, a happy life. Before that, the most important place in the world is going to be your home, based on how you raise your family, based on the values that you have in your family. It's so good to carry that, whatever you experience here, back to your, to your home. It's so good to, to soak up all you can so you can take it home and, and share it with your family and pray with each other, stand with each other. And it takes time to build a strong home. It takes time to build a strong marriage. But if you can't ever find someone at work to agree with you, it doesn't matter. Because if you have a family, that person of agreement should be your spouse. Husbands, your wife should be the person that you have to agree with you and stand with you. And so life is like this. When we look at life, we look at challenges, and where do we stand, and what do we do, and what about this threefold cord? So here we are. We look at it, and, and, and this is you. This is you. And then you have to find, let's call, let's call this one second. What's so important about second? I'll share with you what's so important about second. Based on second in your life, it's going to determine whether Jesus shows up. It will determine whether Jesus shows up. And I'm moving ahead a little bit, but I want to tell you that it's so important, point number two, to identify your second cord we know how to get from a thousand to ten thousand simply by knowing that in a field you can you can take out with god's help with the anointing take out certain people in your life or enemies of your life that come against your problems that you face by by god's strength and god's help remember samson the bible says samson took out a thousand people he took out a thousand philistines with the bone of an ass and fought them remember when 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 david came back in from battle israel cried out and they said for for saul has killed his what thousands and and david has killed his what ten thousand thousand. there's a number again and we know by personality when we look at that scripture that saul was an independent person he did what he thought was right did it on his own he didn't need anybody else. It had to take, his staff actually had to come in and tell him, listen, call up for David. David's an excellent, excellent musician, and, and he's an excellent fighter and warrior. And then, and then, you know, he allowed David to come into a circle, and then he couldn't fight that one demon that was vexing his soul. But when David came in and there was an agreement that was there, it, he put it to flight. But the reason why they cried out and they said David killed his 10,000 is because we know by Scripture, when you look in the Scripture, David found his second cord in the beginning in the first segment of his life in the kingdom. It was Jonathan. David could have never got out of the predicament he was in except he had found Jonathan. And God blessed them and God helped them. God never intended you to do life by yourself. It is so important to identify your second chord. God multiplies when two people come together in agreement. The 1,000 10,000 is just symbolic in the New Testament church. It just proves that God can do 10 times more than what you can do if you did it by yourself. That's just it. Excuse me, I'm messing with this microphone. We had a guest speaker come in. Oh, Pastor Ron, he got, I guess he has bigger ears than I do. I'll fix it later. Just bear with me. Someone say second. How many of you right now, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you feel like you have a second in your life? You feel like, you know, I, I, I have that person in my life that God has sent me. The reason why I'm going to talk about this right now is because I think it's so important who you decide you're going to be confidants with, or friends with, or allow people to come into your life. Lots of times in Christianity, it's who we let into our life that help us promote or get demoted. And it's, it's good to, to be around people and have friends with the intent of being the influencer, not the one being influenced. And you can look at Jesus' life as an example, and you can say, well, Jesus sat down, and he sat and had dinner with sinners, and he sat with publicans, tax collectors, religious people. He did, but he had the intent to be the influencer. And he didn't do everything that they did. They may have called him, names but he was never identified with them because if he was he would have been a people pleaser rather than a god pleaser and they would have never crucified him the proof of jesus being the leader in every one of his relationships is found at calvary he stood one-on-one with the father even he he asked at one point he asked his disciples could you not pray with me? Come with me. Pray with me. He couldn't even get his own disciples to pray with him or agree with him. But thank God he was God in the flesh, right? <laughs> but for you and I, he set the example. He taught the disciples from the very beginning. When he sent them out into the world, he sent them out by twos. Why? Why? Because God, from the beginning, and I don't question his ways, I don't question the why. I I just know, I trust him. He has chosen agreement and unity and togetherness. He has chosen a motive, a, a principle called agreement to be in our lives to promote unity in the body. And dependency, not independency. God cares more about unity than he does about your own ability to do things by yourself. Even when you are by yourself, you're still dependent on God, right? I mean, listen, I need him every single day. I need him just to think right. I need him just to act right. I need him to keep my temper right. I need him to keep my... Mouth shut sometimes. Silence is golden sometimes. It's not what you say, just the fact that you're just good at not saying anything at all. I told someone the other day, listen, let me give you some advice. It's best to remain quiet and look ignorant than to open up your mouth and remove all doubt. It just is. Sometimes you can just say things thinking you know, but everyone's looking at you like, what? Okay. Don't say nothing. Don't worry. He's special. <laughs> I'm looking to be friends with Jesus more than I am being friends with anybody else, number one. But number two, if you're going to be in my circle, and I'm not, I don't have cliques. I love everybody. I love every single one of you. But if you get around me and you're negative all the time, or you're talking about somebody, all the time and you're always offended or you're bad-mouthing you're cussing, I'm just going to be honest with you and I I hope I don't hurt your feelings. At some point, I'm probably going to tell you, hey, you don't have to talk that way or I'm going to simply shut my mouth and I won't be around you too much longer if you don't stop. That may be rude, but I always take the step of, hey, I'm looking to understand, then be understood. I'm not going to be rude to you. I'm not going to be mean to you. I'm just going to tell you, hey, this is what I believe, man. And I believe the opposite. I believe that God can. I believe that God will. You may think that, but let me tell you about Jesus. He did this for me one day, just like, just like Pastor Ron talked about. Ron Radicky he mentioned Your story, you have a story, and your story was meant to be shared. And sometimes that story needs to be encouraged to others and let them believe that God is able to do, that God is able to perform, that God is able to deliver, that God can heal and God can, listen, I'm telling you, there's nothing that God can't do. But the last thing you need in your life is to let someone else come in, curse God, badmouth your situation, and you believe it. You got to be careful, young people, you have to be careful who you allow into your life, especially if they don't believe like your mom and dad believes. Maybe you may not even believe it yet, but you know, I'm telling you, you have to be around people. That means it doesn't mean you have to not love anybody. You're to love everybody. We need to be friends with a lot of people, but you don't have to be best friends with everyone and please everybody. You can't please everybody because you are called to please God. You're called to please God, and you have to find your Jonathan. You have to find your Jonathan just like David did because when it comes down to it and you're in trouble... I'm going to tell you, I had a lot of friends growing up, guys. I wasn't raised in church. I still talked to maybe a few, maybe one, one, one or two. I don't, and that's not very often. When I was growing up, man, I had tons of friends. My wife, and I, my wife had lots of friends. My wife was more popular than, than any person I ever knew. Everyone loved Dawn. Don's so sweet. Don's so kind. Don's so pretty. Blah, 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 blah. Bobby's so mean. Bobby's so bad. Blah, 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 blah. Don't mess with Bobby. That's right. Maybe short, but dynamite comes in small packages. I ain't scared of you. When I have my family... I had my kids, and we were going through some tough times. We were in the hospital. I couldn't find any one of them. But when we got saved and got in church and something happened in our family, it's amazing the text messages that we got from our church family. It's amazing the phone calls. Even if it was just one phone call, one phone call is better than nothing. Now we've got Facebook, and you can post something. People will put all their amens and so forth. But when you come to the house of God, you've got a second there with you that can agree with you. And I promise you, all you got to do is say, hey, I need you to agree with me on something. And where two or three are gathered in his name, there he comes, right in the middle of it. Yeah. Jesus. He is the answer. Jesus will come in when you find the right second. Jesus will come in when you two or three are gathered, what? In his what? Name. Name. What's in his name? His values, eternal values, his purpose, his will. The whole purpose of Jonathan joining up with David was because they both had the same purpose, to fulfill God's destiny in David's life. Jonathan saw David's potential, and Jonathan agreed with God and Jonathan helped David. Therefore, David was able to have his life spared because he had someone that agreed with him in the same purpose that God had. Right? Who is that person in your life? Husband, that person should be your wife. Wives, that person should be your husband. Vice versa for moms and children and dads and children... And you can find that person in church, and you can find that person in worship, find that person that believes in you, but listen, it's not about you going out more than it is keeping people out. Not being rude, don't get me wrong, we're wrong to be religious. We're wrong to think that we are holier than anybody else. We are wrong in church to think that we are better than anybody else. Can I just tell you something? When you look in the mirror and you see yourself without the spirit of God, you're nothing more than a dirt bag. You you came from the dust of the earth. And when you die, the spirit and things that are valuable to you are going to go back to God. And that body is going to decompose and make itself one with the earth again but your spirit will live forever. Yeah. So, so if that's what's valuable to me, I'm not connecting with you just because of how you look like on the outside. Don't ever judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Don't ever just feel like you want to be friends with somebody because, oh, my God, look, they look good today. Well, <laughs> oh, I like the way they dress. Hi. How you doing? Look the car that they drive. I want to ride in that car. (laughs) Hey, man, I like your car, right? Oh, they're popular. They love everybody. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) We're so stupid sometimes. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) we think we'll get ahead just because, you know, we get somebody to like us, and you don't even fit in in that world anymore. Listen, listen. When Jesus walked in this world, the scripture says God gave him favor with, with God. He had favor with God and men. It, it, It is, it is based on not what you know most of the time, but who you know, but not people but God and then God will connect you to who he knows so what I'm saying is don't compromise your values your convictions who you are just because you feel like you have to fit in to get ahead no 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 that's not how it works you stay true to who God is you just only listen if all you can find is one person that you can agree with hey Don't feel miserable because you'll be happy when Jesus shows up and he gets there and promotes you and blesses you. And you're further ahead than you ever want to be because God will give you favor with himself, open up doors and take you to the right people. Yes, you love everybody. Yes, you're kind to everybody. Yes, you love even your enemies. But no, you don't compromise who you are just so you think that you can get ahead. Right. I'm trying to talk strength into you, and I'm trying to help you build a threefold cord that won't be broken when trouble times come. Because when troubles come, those people that you wanted to be so much like and you wanted to compromise your values on, and those people that invited you to the bar and oh, watch out now. Finny, Finny, for Finny, for Finny. And you have got God and you have the right people in your life, you've the and to go into battle. And this, my friend, this right here will never be broken when God's in it. And it will last. And you can you could only did so many so much damage and when and go so far in your life by yourself because you're only capable of doing a thousand. But when you an agreement with The church body and the believers that are in this house. That's why I never let anybody talk about you or make fun of you because you go to church. Never. You come to church on Wednesday, you come because you need to stay connected. Because you need to stay equipped. Because you need to condition yourself and make sure that, hey, that's that's just a refreshed day. That's why we have Wednesday night services. I've, I've been asked a number of times throughout the years, why do we have Wednesday nights? You know, why don't we just do small groups or do something else or... And my response to that is, is because there's something about that corporate worship that people need throughout the week. No matter how many people come, you all may not be able to come, but it's available to you. So when you are feeling discouraged, you know you can run to a house where you can get an agreement with somebody and get what you need. And God will meet you. So here, let me break down the bow for you. Are you ready? Here it is. The arrow represents your words. That bow is your faith, and you bow up. But that cord is the Holy Ghost. That cord is you in agreement with everyone else in your life where God comes in and commands the blessing. And you can accomplish more when that third cord is in there You will last long enough, it will never break, and you can defeat every one of your enemies. Someone say togetherness. And this is how we fight. What are we fighting in our life? Are Are we fighting fear? Guess how we fight fear? We throw love. We throw love. This right here. This right here, this is your faith. That's faith. That's what holds it. Your words, that's why when we come together, I've taught this throughout the years, and I'm trying to teach you. When the anointing comes and the presence of God is there and you're in focus, the best thing you can do is speak the word of God because you are releasing what God has given to you, and that's how spirit messes and deals with spirit. That's another study but it's true. Your words mean everything. You need Bible for that. Okay, let me give you Bible. The power of life and death is in the what? Right. You live when you speak God's word and you can also speak negative words and affect yourself and agree with your enemies. And that's not people. It's spirits. Scripture says, and also that that whoever by the fruit of your mouth you'll be satisfied by them. But also it says in Psalms 103 that he gives us out of the fruit of our mouth good things to renew our to renew our, our youth like the eagles. To satisfy our soul. Bless the Lord, all oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. <laughs> Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget, don't forget all his benefits, who forgiveth all of our transgressions, who forgiveth all of our iniquities, who satisfies my mouth with good things so that my strength is renewed like the eagles. That's what comes out of your mouth. So when I feel weak, I am empowered by him. When I feel like I'm being overcome, when I feel like I'm dealing with something, when I have trouble in my mind and anxiety is hitting me, guess what I'm going to speak in my life? I'm going to speak peace because he's the peacemaker. He's the peace speaker. He never fails me. He'll never let me down, and I know that peace will work. Yeah, Yeah, I messed up. (laughs) Trying to get better at this. Are you all enjoying this? I know that peace will work. So when I'm dealing with hate, I'm going to let love come out of my mouth. I'm going to forgive you. Whenever I'm dealing with trouble, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm not worried about that, Bill, because the Scripture says, if I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added to me. And there's perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Hey, 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 can you agree with me right now? Can you agree with me right now? I've got a problem. I've got a situation. That's why the scripture says confess it one to another and pray that you could be healed. That's not saying go around and complain and gossip to everybody. What that is saying is you're telling somebody, hey, I just need somebody to agree with me and them tell you, amen, God can, God will, and God shall. That's why I go to church. That's why I have a, a... a fellowship with the believers is because I meet somebody who believes like I do. Now, here's the cool part. Behind all of that, behind all of that, this is what I want to show you. Behind all of that that's going on, guess who's got his hand on the bow? <laughs> guess who has his hand on the bow? God is the archer. God's strength and accuracy, he never misses. And you'll last. See, the reason why I'm saying this is, is because most of the time when we deal with problems, it's because we don't last, it's because we're surrounding ourselves with the wrong people and we're breaking. And the enemy overruns us. The last thing you need to do and have happen to you in the battlefield is, is for your equipment not to last. But a three-fold cord is not easily broken. And God will give you the strength to overcome every one of your enemies. And if you'll stay in the right mind, and lots of times it's not about calling someone all the time, saying I need someone to agree with me all the time. It's not that more than it is. You don't have to be together. It's just knowing that there are other believers that are in agreement with you your mind is straight. Your mind is right. Thank God for you know. I, I love technology. I, I do. I'm a, I'm a. I love technology. But before there was, there was before there was the iPad. There was the I praise, right? The I pray. The I worship. Now I can talk to somebody. You can be a hundred miles away, and I'll. And we can be on the phone and we can pray with each other and i have had god come on the phone with us and we agreed together and the only reason they needed it at that time was because they had had friends and people around them that had fed their spirit and fed their mind things opposite of god's will they just needed someone to agree with them we all need that at times But most of the time, let me just throw this in there just to throw it in. If it's just you and Jesus, it's enough. Just want to give a disclaimer. Just want to give a disclaimer. But what I'm trying to teach this Sunday morning is, is if you're weak and you're being brought down by the people around you, I I think you need to start reevaluating who you're allowing to speak into your life, dictate in your life and mold your faith in your life. And I think you need to start deciding. Whoever this message is for, I think it's for everybody, but I do believe that God has a word for somebody to tell you, choose your friends wisely. Wisely. (laughs) We love everybody. We love everybody. But listen, i got to give you some maybe some nuggets of wisdom and help you understand this. I want you to repeat this after me. You ready? Repeat this after me, everybody. Some people people were sent into your life life. for a reason, reason. some for a season, season. and some for a lifetime. Some Some people were sent into your life for a reason, some for a season, and some for a lifetime. You got to figure out which ones they were. Come here. come here, family, my kids. Honestly, all of you can probably come up here right now, but just this, this the ones that came out of your mother's womb. Come here. That, that means you, mama, come on. I want to I encourage you all. I got one more over there, but this is my crew. This is my crew, and I got a few more out there. You know who you are? <laughs> but, but, but this is all I'm saying, all out there. I know I saw some of you. I see you. <laughs> and, and really, it's all of you. You're my family. But when things are rough and things are tough, I don't have to go far. That's why we come to church, and you need to go and raise your family. Yeah. Raise your children. Develop a relationship with your spouse develop a relationship with your spouse when times get tough, outside of Jesus these are the only people that you're going to have in your life that are going to really care. That's it. You can't think that everyone else is going to be there. It's going to be these people. And so you have to raise them up to believe with you. You are responsible to train up the child in the way they should go so when they get older, they won't depart from it. And then when there comes a time when you're in trouble, I'm going to tell you, I'll never forget it. See this right here, Caleb? I want to mess with you. See that scar right there? That scar on Caleb's head? When he was little, I had a little flashlight. We had lived in a little farmhouse, and the borders and the boor- the baseboards around that house were the big square ones. They had the corners on it, and he used to turn the lights off, and uh, Caleb used to chase Kilo was so funny, but he used to chase that little light around. I had a little laser. <laughs> I turned the lights off, and, and he was so little. And he, I was like, "There it is, boy, go get it." He'd run over there, run over here, and get it. One day he ran, he tripped, and he hit that baseboard. And I saw that, and blood was gushing out of his head. I was like, "Oh Lord Jesus," it was not stopping. It was so big, and I took him to the hospital. My wife and I took him to the hospital. He was so little. I picked him up. We we, t- we, we took him there, and we had him on the on the on the little bed that was there, holding him down, screaming and crying. And one of my best friends, my best friends from high school, walked by that moment, saw me. He worked there, hadn't seen him in a little while, but he was one of my best friends. He walked right by. He saw me, looked at Caleb, and just kept on walking. And i thought to myself in that one moment i thought lord that will never affect me again i'm going to raise my children and raise my family and i'm going to raise them in the fear of god and i know that i'm going to teach them how to pray i'm going to teach them how to believe in god's word whenever i've got a problem i i don't have to go far i can reach across the way and say hey let's agree on something right now and i can't tell you how many times God has answered big prayers for us. Big prayers for us. You all can go ahead and be seated. Big prayers. I'm showing you this for a reason. You can choose a church. You can go to a church and just get all the hype, or you can find a place where you can grow, get discipled, raise your family, and get strong values, and that's wonderful, But here's the bottom line. It all boils down to how are you living in your home and how are you raising your kids and how's your relationship with your wife? And we're not going to judge anybody on that. And and I'm going to tell you, we're not a perfect family. We have our arguments. They argue with each other. We have our days too. But we worship God together. (laughs) We come to the house of God together. We're not perfect. But he is. We know that. He is. We're a little bit too much sometimes. You go eat with us, we scarf it down. We don't wait for nothing. <laughs> we are like, let's get dessert. Let's get out of here. Let's go. I'm ready. But you, here I leave you with this. Come on, I'm done. I'm done. I, I'm, lolly, I'm lollygagging now. Here we, gonna, here we go. Here we go. Here's what I want to leave you with. Here's the conclusion. We can accomplish more together. We can accomplish more together. And a threefold cord is not easily broken. I'm encouraging every single one of you, especially the men. Your, your household is what matters. Your family is what matters. Don't let anybody else come in, men. Men, don't let anybody else come in and take you away from your family. Your family is, the, the, is, is precious and they're gifts from God and and, and and your house will get you through with, with believers in your house you're not far husbands and wives love each other husbands love your wives like like jesus loved the church and, and and pour into them and love them pray with them be with them and i promise you i promise you you'll start seeing a lot of your enemies destructed and gone from your life and you'll start seeing some things happen When you come together, pray together. Togetherness is everything. We've taught this for years, and we encourage it to every family. At least once a week, come together as a family. Every, every So often, come together with your spouse. Pray with them, agree with them, speak with them. Whatever it may be, togetherness is everything. And you'll see breakthrough for the entire family. You need agreement in your house. Your house needs agreement and lifestyle and and worship and words. And if you'll come together, you're going to see breakthroughs, victories, miracles, signs, wonders, whatever it may be. You'll see it happen. How many of you want that for your family? How many of you want that for your family? Come on, I want you to stand to your feet and this is what i want you to do if you're if you have family here today if you don't if you're single if you're single here today and you didn't come with anybody raise your hand just raise your hand if you're single you didn't come with anybody if you see a hand raised go join up with them invite them into your family or pray with them but if you came with a family member or a friend i want you to reach across the way i want you to join together hand in hand just with your family and we're going to pray a blessing over your family We're going to pray blessings over your family. I want you to pray over them. Pray over them right now and say, Lord, I agree with them. I agree that every word that comes out of our mouth is going to be according to your word. Every word that comes out of our mouth, it's going to be alignment, God, and lined up with your word. And God, by ourselves, we can put a 1,000 to flight. But God, together, we can put 10,000 to flight. We can accomplish more together. God, we pray for our house. Protect our homes. Protect our marriages, protect our children, protect our loved ones. Lord Jesus, anoint our children, anoint our children, God, to be filled with the Spirit of God, to be filled with your presence in our lives. Lord Jesus, we agree. We agree in touching one thing, dear God. We agree, God, that you in our lives matters more than anybody else in our lives. Lord, let our children have the right spouses let our children father marry the right people let our children have the right friends let our families, God have the right friends we pray in the name of Jesus give them faith and courage to be the influencers God to be the encouragers to be the one that's leading the way reaching out Lord in the name of Jesus I pray protection protection over my brother and sister we pray the blood of jesus to cover us we pray the blood to cover us we thank you for all these things right now in the name of jesus christ of nazareth and everybody say amen our mission here at covenant life center is to help our world live give and love like jesus if our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at infoclcvictoria.org. At you can get connected with us through our social media at CLC Victoria and download our app.